time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life. Uh, well, we are uh, in, a, in a sing series, and I wanted to announce uh, that next week, as a way to kind of cap off or end, actually, this uh, sing series, we're going to have uh, uh, next week a night of worship. Uh, uh, we're going we're to worship the whole time with the Desperation Band, and so um, we're going to bring the junior high kids in here next week, and, uh, and we'll just next week do, uh, uh, we'll do 90 minutes of just worship. And so John, Egan, and the guys are going to be in here next week, and so uh, next week we'll do that. So make sure and uh, be here next week for that, uh, for that night of worship. It's going to be powerful. Um, and, we're, and really what we're going to do, I know that most of the time the way that we do these is we'll do a lot of worship and prayer and we'll go in and out. And that's what these guys will be doing as they do the nights of desperation across the country. But for us, I just wanted to take out of this sing series, I just want us to try to focus in on Jesus and for the entirety of the night, just worship. And so uh, that'll stretch some of you guys, uh, but we're going to try next week to just worship God and uh, just have a blowout night worshiping God the whole time. And so that'll be great. Um, Make sure and be here next week. Bring as many people as you can, uh, and we'll just uh, go for it and worship next week. So um, we started this series talking about the song Amaze. And the idea of this series is that As you know, I've grown up in church. Most of my life I've been in church. And one of the things that we often do is we start church services for the most of my life singing songs. Now, when I was young, we sang hymns. Uh, Then we started singing choruses. Now we sing like rock songs that go on for nine or ten minutes. But... That's just kind of how it's evolved, but, but, but we spend time singing songs to God. And a lot of times, uh, what I have found is that we can declare week after week ideas that aren't necessarily alive in our heart. And so the church for the last couple thousand years has been uh, saying in the creeds what they believe or singing in songs what they believe or worshiping God and declaring to God who he is. And so I just wanted to take some of the songs that we do, that we sing a lot and talk about them a little bit. So the first week we talked about Amaze by Jared Anderson. And then last week we talked Refuse to Be Denied by John Egan. And tonight we are going uh, to talk about God You Save by Nico Perez. And so... um, Come on up here, Nico. Just come here. Come here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just come up here. Just because you're so cool. Can you give Nico a big hand as he comes up here? I just, I just think Nico is a rock star. It's, it's a little embarrassing when you come up because you're so tall and you're so, but, but this is Nico and Nico is, uh, just stay here with me. Just, just, just stay right here. Just straight right there. So Nico is, uh, You've gone to this church your whole life, and I'm just going to tell this since you don't have a microphone, but oh, there we go. So you've been at uh, New Life your whole life, and, um, and you are, how did, I just, before, before we dive into your song here, I just wanted you, we did this, you know, with Jared, where we just kind of talked a little bit about how he wrote the song, and, um, and, and, and so anyway, I thought instead of doing a video since you're here, yeah. let's just talk about it, and I'm spontaneously bringing you up here, so now you're like, Dave, I'm going to kill you later. <laughs> no, it's uh, good. Just tell us for a second, tell us a little bit about writing this song. What, what, how, did it, how did it happen? Were you in it? Was, was, did God speak to you? Was it, I mean, what was, what's the story of writing God You Save? Yeah. Um, it was actually here at the church where I wrote it, at the World Prayer Center. Yeah, that's a good advertisement. No, it's good. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I remember... Um, 
I, I, weekly, I, I go into the World Prayer Center just randomly just to, just to sit and play and just worship. And, uh, kind of like in the video. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I do that quite often. And uh, yeah, I, I remember it. I, I was in there, and I think there was like one person there. And, um, and just the idea of, uh, I was just getting overwhelmed by the idea of uh, God saving me. And, um, and I was like, Lord, I don't really think back about what I could have been if you were mm. in my life, you know? Yeah. And um, it was just amazing to me. Um, and I was like, man, it's so amazing. And, and, and then I, I was thinking, I was reading Ephesians and just reading, um, you know, that it's not by, um, it's by grace you've been saved and not by works. And it's like, man, thank God I don't have to do anything, you know, like to work to achieve something. I, I just get it, you know, just by receiving it. And so, um, uh, yeah, so I was there at the piano, and I remember, this is kind of on the funny note, I remember I watched um, Prince of Egypt. I'm just being fully honest. Um, Inspiration. Yeah. I, I watched Prince of Egypt, and I remember the, 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 the melody of one of those songs was, like, so beautiful to me. Not that I took it or anything, but I, I, do you guys remember when he's at the bush, and it's like, And I was like, man, that's so pretty. And then I was just like, oh, mighty fortune. And then so that's kind of how I wrote it. Dude, that is an awesome answer. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so you're inspired by the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and the Prince of Egypt movie. Yep. So all three combined, I wrote the song. That's fantastic. Let's give yeah. Nico a big hand. Can you throw me that coffee right there? Yeah, that big ten. Yeah. There we go. All right. So I want to go through, and, I, and realistically, what you just said is phenomenal. Uh, I want, I'll probably end there. We can end talking a little bit about uh, how we receive salvation by grace. We've been saved, not through works so that anyone can boast, but it's a gift, a free gift from Jesus. And so we're going to talk a little bit about salvation tonight, the God who saves. And, and realistically, for many of you, some of you, you've been in church for a long time. And others of you, you're new to being a Christ follower. Others of you are, are here and you haven't decided to follow Jesus. But for those of you tonight that are, have been around church for a long time and, and you know the idea of salvation, this is kind of one of those moments where it's just a, even what Nico said, a remembering who we are, a remembering what God has done for us. It's kind of like, uh, let, I'm going to talk cartoons. Since you're talking cartoons, I'm going to talk cartoons, all right? All right, so mine's Lion King. Have you ever seen Lion King? You know the movie Lion King? Yeah. All right. Well, I think Lion King got a little more cheers than Prince of Egypt. All right. Uh, but can you come write a, ver- a song real quick about, I just can't wait to be king. You know, something like that. And, no, okay. All right. But anyway, okay. So Lion King in, in this movie, um, there's a moment where, you remember where, uh, where Simba runs off and, um, and Scar lies to him, says, tells him it's his fault and little tiny lion is scared and then Scar says, run far, far away. Remember that? Run far, far away. You remember that? <laughs> and then Simba's scared to death, and so he runs out into the wilderness, maybe? Swamp? Lands? He lives in the swamp, and so he spends much of, here he is, kind of the, you know, the, the, the son of Mufasa. Woo-hoo, say it again. <laughs> Mufasa. The son, the, he's the son of the king. And, and he goes and he lives in the swamplands. And instead of hanging out back at Pride Rock, instead of hanging out as a son, feasting on Pride Rock, he goes out and he becomes content, not eating, you know, 
being king of the jungle, but he's eating slugs and worms and Texas food. And, um, and uh, remember that? Remember that? Yeah, that's true. Yes, yeah, true story. All right. So, and, and, and so he's, he's, he's living out in the swamp and he's hanging out with his new friends, warthogs and what is it? A beer cat? A mere cat. That's just like a, just a mere cat. Um, so it's, uh, I'm working on it, Dan. I'm going to become relevant. But um, anyway, he, he, so he's hanging out. He's, he's, he's with the meerkat and, and, and he's hanging out there and he's basically become content eating slugs and living their lifestyle. You remember that story? And so at first he hated it. Remember, it was kind of like disgusting and then he would spit out their food and and then he got used to it, and, and, and over time, he ate what they ate and became kind of like them. And so there's this great moment. There's this, this stunning moment, you know, where this, I don't, I don't advise this, but remember when kind of like the freaky witch doctor monkey comes out of nowhere? Remember that? Yeah, Rafiki, well done, well said. All right, Rafiki. All right, so Rafiki, this, this monkey comes out, and Rafiki comes up to him and just Remember, he hits him on the head. Remember that? Pow, pow. Remember that? He starts beating him on the head, and he says to him, he says to him, remember who you are. Remember that? Remember who you are. Well, tonight, this is, that's just, I love that moment because we as sons and daughters, we have encountered Jesus. We have tasted and seen that he's good, and we've given our lives to him. And so often, we live in the swamplands. We live in a culture that is so filled with so many other things being Lord other than Jesus, that over time, it's easy to forget who we are. It's easy to forget salvation. It's easy to forget what Jesus has done in our lives. So tonight, I want to talk about salvation. And for some of you, this will be uh, old. You know this. For some of you, it might be new. For some of you, it's just remembering this. This is who I am. This is who we are uh, as Christ followers. And so, uh, as a Christ follower, we believe that God saved us. Let me tell you who God is. There is one God. Say one. one. All right? There's not 10 gods. There's not seven gods. There's not 15 gods. There's not a million gods. There's one God. We believe as Christians that there is one God, and he's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is the maker. He's the one who created you. He's the one who created the heavens and the earth. He, there is one God, and he created all people for relationship with him. So the God maker, the, God, the, the, the creator, the maker, the God of the ages, he created people and he wants relationship with them. He made us to be worshipers. He made us to be people that walk in dignity, that we don't worship ourselves. We don't worship creation. We don't worship other people. We worship him. He created us to function best as worshipers of him, where we live with what we talked about the first week, amazement with who God is, the creator the one who made everything. And then the story goes that we chose sin. Our parents, Adam and Eve, not like your parents, but like grandfather, grandfather, great, 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 all the way back, thousands of years, Adam and Eve chose to sin. And in so doing, sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world, we became distant from God. We chose, you and I, humanity, we chose to live separated from God. And so the stunning story as we get to salvation is that this God of the ages, the one who created everything, became a man. And he entered into our world. He is fully God and he be- and he became fully 
man. And so as we look at what our story is, we look to this moment as the pinnacle, as the highest moment where our God became a man. His name is Jesus. Jesus came to earth. I know you know this verse, but I'm going to read you some verses. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And the reason why that verse is famous is because of the clarity in which it says the reality of salvation. This idea, the song that we sang tonight where we say, God, you save. Hallelujah. God, you save. What does that mean? What are we saying? We're saying that we were far from God. We chose to live distant from God. We chose to ignore God, to be disobedient to God. And God, in loving us so much, decided that he was going to send his son, that God was going to become a man. And God became a man in order to come live perfectly on planet earth for you and for me, than to die on a cross, to raise from the dead, to ascend into heaven. So for God so loved the world. Why did he come? Because he loved you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever, and I love that idea right there, whoever, doesn't matter how messed up you are, how distant you feel from God, what you've done, who your parents are. doesn't matter that whoever, that's just a stunning idea, whoever believes. And so what's the process? We begin to, you, you believe, you make a choice to believe. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So God became a man, walked perfectly on the earth. And it's because of Jesus that we get salvation. Human beings, people, us, whoever believes in Jesus, whoever puts their faith in Jesus, whoever decides to give their life to Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 says, For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation. Say salvation. salvation. To receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. How do we receive salvation? It's through Jesus. It's not through what you do. I mean, it's not how cool you are. It's not how righteous you are. It's not by how much you give. It's not by how much you pray. It's not by how much you tithe. It's not by how tall you are. Thank God. It, what are you laughing at? It is through Jesus Christ. That's how we, that's how we gain salvation. And so when Nico is saying, God, you save, and I'll remember the moment where I chose to give my life to Jesus, and he just said it a moment ago. He didn't even know I was going to call him up here, but he said, he said, I didn't have to earn it. God did it. God saved me. I didn't save myself. God saved me. So the way that we're saved is God sent his son, Jesus. Jesus comes to earth, and then Jesus prepares the way for us then to believe upon him, and be saved. You, though, have to decide if you're going to believe on him. Second Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish. He wants no one to perish. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. He desires relationship with those that he created, human beings, us. 
And God wants us to respond to his invitation to follow him. So here's Jesus. He comes, he's God, he's born of a virgin. In love, he lived with complete perfection without sin. He voluntarily dies on a cross. And Jesus reverses this curse. Jesus reverses the sin of the world that was on us. Jesus takes on himself. And Jesus then, who had lived perfectly, dies in perfection. And now, in Jesus, as he raises from the dead, we find that we can believe upon him, we can have life because of him, and we can be right with God, or we can be in right standing with God. It doesn't mean that we're perfectly righteous in the sense that we act everything out rightly. What it means is, is that we're in right standing with God, that Jesus who lived with complete righteousness, Jesus who was completely perfect, he died for us so that we could then be in right standing with God, all right? So you and I get the privilege of believing upon Jesus. And in so doing, we receive eternal life, John three sixteen. We gain eternity with God. So Jesus then in this garden, he prays to the Father and he decides voluntarily he's gonna go to the cross. He purchases men for God. And on the cross, as he goes and dies a death that he did not deserve, but we deserved. He purchases you. That's the way that the scripture says he purchased men for God so that we could have a future, that we could have eternal life. And sometimes when we think about that, we think about that we gain a great life or eternal life when we die. But the reality is, is that this understanding of salvation This idea that we gain eternal life, it does not begin when we just die our physical death, right? When we say yes to Jesus and we give our life to him, when you're 14, when you're 16, when you're 18, then you get eternal life now. So it is actually when you die, but right now, when you say yes to Jesus and no to self, Salvation happens right now and you gain eternal life now. You die to yourself now. Are you with me? So now you're dead. It's no longer you that live. It's Christ that lives in you. It's no longer David. It's Christ in David. And I gain life now. All right? So when we think about this, and I know this is kind of deep tonight, But Nico's a deep writer, so I have to talk about salvation, you know. It's just deep stuff, all right? When we sing this song, God, you saved me, hallelujah. When we sing hallelujah, what we're saying is is we're exalting God. We're saying, you're awesome. Don't think of hallelujah as just like an old church word. Think of it as just screaming, God, you rock. God, you're awesome, all right? That's what we're saying. We're saying, hallelujah, God, you saved me. You saved me. So uh, it doesn't matter your history, your background, for God so loved, so desired the world, people, his people, his creation. For God so loved the ones that he created to walk with him. And then they voluntarily chose to reject him and to sin. 
So he said, all right, I'm going to send my son. My son, he's going to purchase men for God. He's going to live in perfect righteousness. Go to a cross. Die. Die in the place for us. What we should have received. So that we can spend an eternity with him. So the way that Jesus' story goes is that Jesus dies on the cross. Three days later, he raises from the dead. So he defeats death. He raises from the dead. He comes back to the very people, the disciples, appears before them, hangs out with them for a while. Then the scripture says that he ascended back into heaven. All right? So he ascended. So we're talking the way that this, the scripture reads is that Jesus, real person, this is not kind of legendary mythology. This is a real historical person. Jesus ascends into heaven and he is currently seated on a very real throne and he will return for his people. For those who say, yes. For those who say, I will follow you. You died for me and I want to receive it. It's not by anything great that you do. You don't gain eternal life because you're awesome. You don't gain eternal life because you do good things. It's because you call upon the name of Jesus and you say, I choose to put my faith in you. So Jesus then, right before he ascends, we read that he looked at his disciples and disciples were people that hung out with him and walked with him, talked with him. He looked at them and he said, all right, you know, we've been doing life together and you've followed me and you've seen who I am. Now I want you to go tell the world. I want you to go be witnesses in the whole world. I want you to go be, uh, go into all the world and make disciples. I want you to go tell people what I've told you. I want you to go live out in front of people what I've lived out in front of you. I want you to go let as many people know why, that they might be followers too. That they might believe upon me that they might believe upon Jesus and follow. So a couple thousand years later, where we are is you and I live in a time where Christianity has spread across the entire globe. Where today, there are almost two billion people that claim, that claim to be Christ followers. That's a lot of people from 12. All right? We live in a time where God is on the move, where there are disciples of Jesus all over the entire world. And it's not their own merit, what they did, their own strength that they are disciples. It's those that just say, Jesus, I choose to believe in you and to trust in you. So uh, tonight, in just a moment, I'm gonna encourage you guys to say yes, to follow Jesus. I wanna read out of, John 3, 36, because we start to ask the question, how? How do, how, how, do I, how do I be saved? Nico said it. He said, I didn't do anything. Well, if he didn't do anything, then what happened? How does he know that he's saved? John 3, 36, it says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Let me say that again. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. Okay? So Jesus did die for you. But you have to say yes. You have to receive it. You have to choose to follow him. 
Last verse here, well, second to last, Romans 6, 23. says, for the wages of sin is death. Now, here's what that means. Wages is kind of a funny term for us. It would be the payment, you know, the response for the wages of sin. What sin pays out, all right? What sin pays out for the wages of sin is death. It's death. The wages of sin is death. The payback from sin is death. But the gift, say gift. Can you say gift? But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So here's the idea. We deserve death, right? Wages of sin is death. But the gift of God for you, should you say yes to receive it, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus because of Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, with Christ Jesus forever. He's the center of everything. And I love this word gift because this whole idea of salvation, it really is this idea of that we receive it like a gift. We just say yes to it, all right? So um, let me try to give you an example. If this right here uh, was given to me as a gift today at 6 o'clock p.m., all right? So this was given to me, just so happened, right as I was about to walk over here, that this was given to me as a gift, all right? And this is... Um, Espresso Italiano, gold quality, roasted coffee beans. All right? And so this was given to me as a gift by Dan and Amy Perkins. So Dan and Amy, will you guys come on up here and just give them a hand for giving me a gift? And uh, all right. And so, and so Dan and Amy, now I want you to know that if you ever go to Italy or any place, uh, you might... You might be brought on stage if you bring me a gift. And so, no, I'm just kidding. So, all right. So Dan and Amy, they just, they just brought this gift back for me. So um, I love coffee. I'm, I'm a bit addicted to it. And um, that's why they got it for me to feed the addiction. Um, but it's not as bad as Tyrell's addiction. So, but anyway, so, um, so they got this gift for me. And, uh, and so let's just, let's just act out what took place in Dan's office just a, a little bit ago. All right, I'm going to give this to Dan. Now, um, let's, let's just say, uh, let me show you how I received this gift. All right. Dan brought this gift to me. It was, I mean, literally this wasn't planned. He just gave it to me six o'clock right before I came over here. All right. So let's just act out how, how did you, how did you give that to me? Got this for you. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Thanks, Dan. Um, now what, 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 what do I owe you for that? Do you take, do you take debit card? Yes. <laughs> 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 All right. That's a gift. What? It's a gift. What? Uh, so no, but um, in order for me uh, to get this gift, I need to to do something. You know. So um, I, I feel like I feel bad taking this. So so no, really. What 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 should I give you? Don't mess up my illustration, Dan. <laughs> he's got he's a theology degree major, and he knows, and he's also a little brother, so he really wants to jack up this illustration. All right, go. Ahead. It's uh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, see, it would be, it, it would be crazy for me. It, it wouldn't even be a gift if I paid you for it, would it? No. Even though you would like that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. no, the whole idea is that I receive it, right? That I receive it freely. The, the way that it works is if I, if I say, thank you, right? I go, thank you, Dan and Amy. And you guys are, sorry, I didn't mean to leave you out. Here, you want to hand it to me too? All right. Thank you. All right. All right. So the whole idea is, it, this is, this idea 
of a gift is that you actually take it for free. That I just get it. And now I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an espresso Italiano, gold O, quality O, roasted O, caffeine O, vino owner. Right? All right? And this is, this is mine, and I don't owe you anything. I just get to take it. It's just, it's just I mean, I take this home, and I'm uh, probably tomorrow, because I'm kind of addicted to caffeine. It'll keep me up all night. But, but tomorrow, I mean, I could, ro- it's mine, right? And I don't owe you anything. All right, let's give them a big hand. They did a great job. There you go. And that's, that's the big idea when it comes to salvation. The big idea, many of us, we so want to earn it. We so want to look at God and go, what? God, I just, I know that you're probably ticked at me and I probably, I don't, and I know I don't deserve this. So what do I got to do? And we live a lot of our life just trying to do. But the way that I, the way that, that Dan and Amy want, what they want from me when I give, a, when they give me a gift, when they give me a good gift like this, which this is a great gift. All right. And should you go to uh, France or anywhere and bring me coffee, I'll appreciate it. But what, 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 what they want from me is not payment. They just love me and they want me to love them. Right? Are you with me? All right? Listen, that's the way, that's the way that the gift of salvation works. It's a, it, you and I, we receive, we say yes, we receive. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, what we get as Christ followers, what we get, we, we get it's too good to be true. It's too, it's too amazing to be true. But we get eternal life. We gain because of who Jesus is and what Jesus did. So when the father gave, he gave his son. For, the, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his son. And Jesus so loved you that he gave his life. All right? And the way that we respond to Jesus is we just say, I receive it, and now I give you my life. Okay? We say yes. I, I, I say yes to it, and now I want, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you my life. All right? We give back everything. It's not that we achieve it. It's out of a, a, a we, we respond back to what he gave. We, we say, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take that free gift that you gave in your son and I'll give you my life. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life. 